Hey everyone, Rindo here, and I'm back again with a new episode of Living It Up in Lion City. Uh, I know it's been a while since I last posted one. Um, life has been busy. Uh, I've been moving house. Uh, I've been doing a bunch of other things. And now I finally have time to get back onto the podcast. Uh, I have a couple episodes uh, in the backlog that still needs editing, and you know I will put them out in due course. Um, in the meantime, you know, here's an episode from a conversation that I had with a friend a couple of months ago. Um, I met up with Hafiz, uh, a relative that I talked to uh, in episode 13, and we kind of continue our conversation from the last time and uh, talk about my new favorite hobby, which is bashing colonialism. So um, enjoy, guys. Another awesome episode of Living Up in Mind City, the podcast where local performers sit down and chill and have a chat about everything to do with this amazing island city. It's an island city or city state? City state, yeah. Hello, Hafiz. Hello. Hi, hi, Rindo. Nice to meet you again. <laughs> um, so, you know, it was awesome having a conversation with you the last time. The uh, the thing that you talked about, about uh, Munshi Abdullah, about the bicentennial uh, discussions that are happening in the country in general, it was very enlightening. And I was really glad to have that conversation with you. And uh, I do recall that uh, the last time around, there was so much more that, you know, <laughs> needed to be said. And, you know, and that's why, you know, you're here so that we can, you know, talk about the other things that are going on with you know, yeah. history of Singapore. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I don't think we can actually like, um, you know, cover everything, but you know, I mean, maybe just a highlight. Yeah. yeah. It'll be interesting to, to go through. Yeah. So, uh, I, I recall in one of the conversations, um, on, on Reddit specifically, um, you know, that you, where you mentioned that, uh, there's something about colonial architecture, um, and, can you refresh my memory? Was it something to do with colonial architecture being um, a prominent part of Singapore? Or yeah, I mean, um, it's it's interesting to see, especially in um, in the fabric of Singapore's architecture, um, uh, especially when when you look into um, the colonial buildings. Yeah. Uh, when when the when the British came over to Singapore, um, they, they 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 wanted to stamp their how do, how do you call it? Just the authority. They they wanted to stamp the authority in yeah. Singapore, and uh, what they did is by building all these monumental, huge civic district buildings okay. that are actually like um, not really scale towards normal humans, but you know this this is gigantic. You know, this this okay. if, if you see all all the buildings like um, the Victoria the Victoria Theatre. Um, um, city hall, the, okay, yeah, parliament building, all, all of these are, are actually pretty big, like huge colonnades and stuff, and um, yeah, it's 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 actually interesting to see that these things are all artificially made. Uh, I mean, I mean, uh, these are in the the style of the neoclassicism um, architecture, okay, and. Um, I mean, I mean, they, they they wanted to make it seem so alien that you no, know, these are these are like, um, what you can say. Um, Did they want to show that hey, yeah, you know, we are capable of building these massive exactly. edifices. Exactly, but um, I, I mean, they wanted to replicate things like you know the classical architecture yep. of the past. Yeah. But in in actual fact, um, if if you've seen pictures of uh, of the, of buildings in construction. They they actually had steel structures inside to actually prop up the building. So these are not actually like you know huge classical buildings with um, 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 the colonnades all made of um, made of stone or whatever. Right. But they're actually modern um, techniques being used to create these buildings. Okay. So yeah, I mean um, the style itself, the the urban design of of, of the civic district is. Um, it's 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 kind of like copy pasted from uh, from other places. Yeah. Uh, I, I I think Iran used to have this kind of um, huge 
um, esplanades where there's there's a huge plane, uh, empty plane, and then you have uh, buildings that are surrounding this plane. Right. Um, yeah, the civic civic buildings uh, are are designed that way in Singapore as well as uh, in other places like I I I believe in India as well as uh, in uh, Penang. I'm guessing it is the colonial influence. Yeah. Uh, it, I, I'm not sure because okay. So could you just take me through like what what do you mean by a civic district? Is it like a square? Uh yeah. There's there's gonna be a square where where there's um a, a huge plot of land that's left uh, untouched. Right. As well as um the buildings um government buildings basically um surrounding that square. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I mean anyone who comes in will be like um you know surrounded by all these buildings government right. buildings that are like um built in a scale that's bigger than the normal human so it's it's, okay. it's, it's, it's gonna be a little bit uh, intimidating to people who are not used to this kind of architecture okay. which I believe uh, a lot of um, the people in Singapore are, are, are not used to right so yeah um, so are you yeah, saying that's... that the British were like you know hey guys hey you common folk we're bigger than you yeah exactly you know? I mean look, we are in charge so this is this is us this is our footprint um you know, we we're gonna build this in the middle of where um, a lot of Singapore uh, Singapore people, I mean, people of Singapore were already there. Right. So I mean, they are just gonna plop themselves there and you know right. say that I'm I'm the ruler now. And yeah, it's it's it's, it's interesting to see, especially um, how they they planned um, the the urban design of Singapore okay. back then. I think it was in eighteen twenty two. That Raffles, uh, Raffles came out of the plan, the Raffles plan, Raffles found plan, I think. Right. I'm, I'm not sure. Have you heard of it? Uh, so, my <laughs> understanding of that plan was that this was where he decided that people of different ethnicities are supposed to live in different places. Yeah, correct. That's the only thing that I know. Yeah. Um, um, yeah in, in, in effect, that, that was it. Um, that was what he, he, he wanted. He wanted some sort of um, order so that you know, in, in terms of like census taking and, um, and, and administration purposes, it's easier for them. But um, Singapore was not, um, I mean, Singapore was already a, a multicultural society back then, yeah. even, even back then. So, I mean, uh, he, he tried to put people in boxes, but um, if, if you can actually see the maps, we, we actually had... Um, Temples and mosques beside each other, you yeah. know, um, in in this this area yeah, here in yeah. uh, Tanjung Pagar, which is which is kind of like um, uh, you know, it's 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 right in the face of like you know people trying to put us in boxes, but we were already kind of um, living together in, yeah. in, in harmony back then. Right. So yeah, I mean, um, that's that that was the attempt in like trying to um, make Singapore more orderly for for for, for their benefit. Right. <laughs> okay. And yeah. Um. So so they tried to separate them in. Um. Uh. What is it? The, the Malays, the Indians, Chinese. Chinese. Yeah. yeah then Chinese. there's there's a uh, mercantile um, area where there's right. a lot of trade happening up the river. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Sure. Um. The plan was published in uh, I think nineteen twenty eight. Wait, no, no, I mean 18, 1828. Yeah, okay, 1828. Right. So, um, yeah, was, but was yeah. these districts like was that the entirety of the plan, or was there like something more to it? It was, um, it was, uh, it was something that Raffles wanted, but um, didn't go exactly exactly to plan because uh, of what Papua did, which was he basically let um, the people. Um, Go to the city themselves. It's, it's a, um, I'm, I'm not sure how to pronounce it. Uh, laissez faire. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah, they do their own thing. Yeah. Right. They, okay. So they do their own thing, and yeah. uh, and and when Raffles got back, it was like, what the hell are you doing? Because, okay. Uh, that, that was where um there was there was a spat between both of them. Okay. And um, yeah, I mean um the, the growth of Singapore was partly planned and partly um you know um self managed back then. Right. And um, yeah, so so as the years go by, um, even more um, developments were, were coming up. Um, there was uh, there was a need for a bridge to be built across the Singapore River. Uh, I'm sure you've seen it before, the Kavanaugh Bridge. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a nice bridge. Yeah. Um, it it basically links 
the civic district to the mercantile center where, where people traded. So you can see the buildings, the, the, um, the colonial buildings on one side and the business buildings right now, oh. uh, which is on Raffles, Raffles Place area. Right, the yeah. key site. Correct, correct. Oh. So, so yeah, there, there, there was this bridge that, that was needed, needed to be built. But um, uh, I'm I'm sure you've seen a signpost on, on on the bridge before saying that there's no cattle, correct? Uh, yeah. or no cattle, no horses or something yeah, so, that's so much, uh, allowed. There's only this much weight that can be allowed, and horse-drawn carriages or something should not be. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, it's it's actually bullshit. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> um, because um, it's it's made of. Um, it, it's, it's made of, um, I'm, I'm not sure, um, uh, cast iron, uh, which were imported from um, Glasgow, basically. Right. Um, and, and it's a very strong bridge, but um, the, the reason why they, they restricted cattle and, and horses from, from crossing the bridge was that, you know, they, they didn't want um, the, 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 the dirty people from, from, the, from the boats and, and, and the locals to actually use the bridge because it's, it's you know, it's, it's, it's the place where there's the colonial buildings are. And yeah, so so what they did was they say you know you can't do that because you you know you have horses and carriages and stuff. So so, so wow. that yeah that was That's... the reason why um why why they had that. Um, I I think it was in the mid eighteen hundreds or towards the late eighteen hundreds that they stopped that. But before that it was fine. I mean I mean it's it's, it's a very strong. Um, yeah. Iron cast iron bridge. So. so, like, what was the um, the point of having the bridge? You know, connect these two spaces. I mean, obviously, it was about you know goods moving between the yeah. two spaces, right? But um, I, I suppose uh, by the time I think it was um, who was who was arrested back then? I I forgot his name. Was in the other um, episode that we talked about uh, Hamilton? No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, ah, I forgot his name. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, the guy. Uh, I, I, I suppose he didn't want um, um, a lot of um, locals abusing that that route right. because it's, it's too near um, the colonial um, right. area as well as the colonial so, area. So this is very much in line with how <laughs> how British colonialism, you know, manifests itself in India too. Yeah, like there were segregated areas yeah, yeah, where yeah. only the Britishers, you know, would do their thing. Uh, it was quite common to have you know restaurants and other establishments where it's like no Indians allowed. Mm-hmm. Um, I was watching this uh, Netflix series, um, which is unrelated to all of this, okay. uh, but it was like a science fiction anthology of stuff. And uh, one of the short stories, or one of the short skits over there was about uh, an alternate reality in Hong Kong. And uh, the, the plot's irrelative to the, what we're talking about right now, but there's one very interesting thing that they showed where it's like, um, there's this Chinese fellow who um, you know, came from one of the villages in China, started working in Hong Kong, and he used to work the, the railroad in Victoria Peak. Mm-hmm. But he wasn't allowed to go up to the peak, to Victoria uh-huh. Peak, because that's where all the white men were. Yeah. And you know, as as an Asian, they were not allowed there. <laughs> and I'm like, motherfuckers! Yeah. Like the Brits did the shit everywhere. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they did, they did, they, they really did. Um, I, I mean, part of part of it is that I mean, it's 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 not just a use of um their their, their um architecture. I mean, it's not just a use of architecture for um construction but also for as 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 a tool of destruction or you know um to to um yeah i mean i mean to not just construct but also to dis- destroy whatever that's uh, that's actually been there so um, in indian history textbooks uh, we actually learned this mm-hmm. and it's, it has a catchphrase it's called divide and rule yeah so and did that, was this like a deliberate um method that was adopted here i mean it's it's often the case where you know a ruling class tends to do a lot of things by not considering what the lower classes go through. But was it systematic for British rule here? Like, did they consciously make the effort of you know putting people in different boxes or just you know having that you know fence of exclusivity? I I, I can't say um, for certain if it was deliberate, but I mean the reason why the British came in the first place anyway was. Um, just driven by capitalism so right. whatever that um, serves that purpose um, will happen and and whatever that does not like you know um, the the needs of the people uh, are basically secondary uh, so whatever that brings in the money for them is, is what they'll do basically okay so um, yeah in, in, in that line I, I think 
I I I don't know. I would lean towards it being systematic. I mean, okay. um, looking at how the locals were treated back then. Um, I, I I think yeah. This 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 goes um, off tangent from from what we're talking about architecture. But I mean, right. um, there's there's this book written by a, a, a scholar back then. Um, uh, by I think it's uh Said Ali uh, Said Ali Al Atas or something. Okay. Uh, he he was talking about the the myth of the lazy native. I'm not sure what he right. heard of that. Said Hussein Al Atas. Something yeah. about it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, I mean, he did he did write a whole book about it. Okay. And it's it's really interesting to see um the techniques that that the British used um um. You know, they, they had scholars back then to write about the locals, but um, but 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 they kind of pigeonholed um the locals in in into like you know stereotypes where whereas yeah. like you know they they'll say like um the Malays were were lazy, uh, but but the Chinese were maybe more industrious kind of uh, kind of people, and and I mean it's 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 kind of weird to read it um. It's it's actually um, um scholarly writings back then. Okay. But sorry. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah, but um um what they base it on is 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 a little bit weird because um the Malays back then they they had they had their own farms, they had their own land, yeah. and, and, and they would they would they would do their own work. Um, because I mean, that's 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 their livelihood. They they had um they had like paddy fields. They they would they would like farm rice and all that. And that is not easy work. That is that is really hard work. And um, we are talking about um the about, about how the British said that that Malays were were, yeah. were lazy, um and, and Chinese were industrious. Um, what happened was that the scholars came to Singapore and, and, and they saw that, that the Malays refused to work for them um, because there, there's a lot of, a lot of things that, uh, that the British wanted to do like, you know, um, um, tin mining, rubber, yeah. rub, rubber plantations and all that sort. So these, these are kind of like the cash cars for, for the British. But um, the British went to the Malays and asked them if they want to work. But the Malays were like, you know, why should we work for you? Because we have our own farms. Okay. We, 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 we plant our own rice. We, we do our own um, cattle herding and farming and all that sort. So why, why should we work for you? So, I mean, you know, we don't want to work for you. Um, uh, on the contrary, um, the Chinese who, who left their families... Uh, from China and, and came over to Singapore, they were looking for for jobs. Right. So these these were the people who were like you know willingly um, um, took up this um, um, colonial um, colonial made jobs basically. Right. So um, they were seen as more industrious because um, because of their willingness to to take up these jobs. Right. So, um, so essentially, yeah. the British were like you know when when the Malay folks said uh, we're not going to work for you, the British turned and said we don't want to work. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, they, yeah. They, 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 uh, the Malays uh, live a bit um, further away from the city center, basically, right. and um, you know, um, they they have their own land, they have their own farms. Um, um, whenever they come over, you know, it seems like they're just you know walking around, not like they, they don't have anything to do. But you know, they, um, most of these people actually, you know, have been living on their own sustenance. They, they've been um, right. they've been farming. They've been they've been doing their own stuff for a long, long time. And you know why? Why should we work for you when we can we can uh, provide for ourselves? So basically, that's um, that's that's what happened. And um, um, the scholars thought like, no, these these people no don't want to work for us. No, must be that they're lazy. So you know <laughs> that that's what happened. And and very and, scholarly research, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, some some of these were kind of like laughable to look at, uh, but these were actually taken as fact. Uh, brought over back, uh, back to the west, and okay. um, taken as you know, as as actual fact. Um, a lot of these people, they don't, they, they they just come over to Singapore for a short time. They don't, they don't basically spend um, time with, um, with with the locals. They don't, they don't live with the locals. Yeah. So they they have a very skewed um, image of what um, the locals were, uh, how the locals uh, behave, and, and all that sort. Of. So. It's 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 all a very skewed um kind yeah. of um, image of of what uh, um, the locals were, and, and it's not just in Singapore. It happened here. It happened in uh, in Malaysia. It happened in the Philippines. 
So it's 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 um I I, I would dare say you know if if um if the British came over to some other places and and these things happen, it's probably the same thing that's going to happen to them. I'm not sure about India. Um, I honestly don't know enough. <laughs> um, but you know, it does make sense in that that kind of thinking was a product of its time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was quite it was established thought at the time where you know the different. Uh, people from different places uh, were considered to be of, you know, greater or um, lesser intelligence, you know, based on random things like the shape of their head yeah. and all that. And yeah. uh, I, I, may, I have read something and I don't remember where exactly or what it's about. It was something to the tune of, uh, you know, people from Africa essentially were of lower intelligence mm-hmm. and um, there were like lots of books and scholarly, you know, articles yeah. written yeah. about this. Um, so at the time that was the prevailing thought um, and I, I guess I'm just trying to understand if you know this is something that was deliberately imposed just to you know, establish dominion or was it just you know a product of its time in that um, so it's like let's just take the example of the lazy native right the, the, the trope of the lazy native now was this trope um, popularized, popularized simply because uh, the the colonial masters wanted to, you know, uh, justify their rule or justify their presence in the place, saying that, hey, these guys can't sustain civilization. We need to come in and do that job for them simply because they're genetically uh, less inclined to work. I, I think it's, it's I, yeah, I mean, uh, it's, it's something that is very difficult to, um, to say for sure because it, it happened... Um, you know, you know, there's there's a lot of people back then uh, right. who probably had different views on, on the same uh, same topic also. Yeah. Um. Even 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 among the colonial uh colonial um you know um the masters. I had a struggle. I, you know, using yeah, that exactly, exactly, and exactly, yeah, the other one. <laughs> colonial people. Colonialists, I guess. Oh, yeah, colonialists. <laughs> yeah, I mean. <laughs> ah. I hate that term. <laughs> I will go back and try to find like a more appropriate term for it. Yeah, but yeah, colonialism. Yeah, 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 but um, whether or not it's it's uh, systematic or 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 something that's um, incidental, um, it's 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 hard to say. But it it all is um, it's it's a result. It's a byproduct of of just chasing the money. Yeah, Um, it's it's all capitalism. I think the example that you brought about, you know, the thing about tin mining, where it's like essentially a certain category of people were looked upon favorably simply because they were willing to do something that would give the um, benefit benefit to the colonialists, right? So um, that actually makes a lot of sense. So it's in the end, it's a question of economics. Yeah, basically. Yeah, I mean uh, that. uh, I mean um, the 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 whole. I, I, I believe uh, a big portion of, of, of the reason why um, uh, the colonial, um, you know, the countries that did um, come over to all these other countries, um, why, why they did what they did is due to economic, um, you know, um, reasons, economic reasons. So that's, uh, it's, it's, it's really chasing, chasing up the money. I mean, that also explains why, you know, the, the very need for navigating to different places mm-hmm. from that little island over there. It's yeah. not just about Britain, right? Like, yeah, it's I not just Britain. It's, like it's most about of the European countries, yeah, yeah. Uh, Spain. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, I think uh, the more notable example of, you know, colonialism in the Asian sphere would be um, imperialist Japan, mm-hmm. which had a phase of, you know, aggressive expansion. Yeah, yeah. Um, so... It, isn't necessarily tied to regional culture. It's just tied exactly. to hey guys, we just want more shit. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, wow. Yeah, a lot of a lot of it. Uh, yeah, it just just goes back to for the money. Basically. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, you know, <laughs> since since this uh, since Raffles' plan, um, you know, what was the um, what is it like to be um, a local person or a native living in Singapore at the time? Because you did mention something about, you know, were the British treating the, the natives badly? Um, one thing that I've noticed, at least, you know, with my limited understanding of things, is that in India, we always learn about how, you know, Indians were treated poorly under British rule, mm-hmm. right? Um, that little um, 
Netflix thing. It's a uh, Love, Death, and Robots. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's oh, yeah, pretty I've, great. I've pretty seen, great. Yeah, okay. So it's like uh, twenty short films uh-huh. uh, about different facets of you know science fiction. It's pretty great. One of them has that thing about Hong Kong. So you know that also just made me realize that hey, there was also probably something happening like that where the British were considered higher mm-hmm. and everybody else was like, considered lower, mm-hmm. and they weren't allowed into you know those spaces, yeah. right? Um, are there stories or are there accounts of people talking about this in Singapore at the time during colonial rule? Um, it's it's hard to say, but um, there, there's not many records, especially Malay writings back right. then. Um, okay. Not many Malay people um, were inclined to um, to do writing because back then, um, even Munshi Abdullah's um, writing was kind of um, it's it's something that's totally new in, in, in terms of uh, Malay writing because back then people wrote about stories uh, okay. they, they don't really write about um, current events or, or, or what people think or people, okay. what people thought about um, what's happening um, and even so if they did it, it'd probably be something that's more um, I don't know Malays uh, the way that Malays uh, write and speak it's it's in um, very layered form where you know uh, meanings are hidden yeah. inside yeah. Uh, meanings uh, me- I mean words sometimes they, they words and phrases they have a lot of meanings behind them okay. which I'm, I'm sure you found <laughs> when, mm. when you're reading German like you <laughs> yeah so yeah I mean, I mean <laughs> yeah that's that's uh, that's that's the way that um, uh, Malays like to communicate back then yeah. um, but in terms of writing Malay writing I'm I'm, I'm not I'm not um, I'm not sure if, if there was a lot of writing back then, but um, possibly more towards um, 1940s where, where, where the war, um, Second World War, and after that, there, there, was, there was a rise of like nationalism where people started thinking that, you know, um, maybe the British are, you know, uh, shouldn't be here. So okay. that, that is when uh, there, was, there was a lot of um, writing about um, um, not wanting the... British to be around. Okay. Yeah. Um, is there anything in terms of atrocities committed? Um, um, not that. No. Um, it's it's very interesting. I mean, compared to what what we we heard about uh, what happened in uh, India and yeah. places, um, it's it's not something that we um, we see happen in in this region. Right. Really. I mean, um, I, I I suppose what what they tried to do was uh, make everybody. Um, Employed and happy, okay. That um, um, they they wouldn't want to disrupt whatever that uh, that we're having right now. Uh, I mean, back then, um, it's kind of similar to what's happening right now. Everybody, <laughs> if, once everybody's employed, you know, nobody wants to go out to the streets and do stuff. Yeah. Because, uh, <laughs> and uh, the lizard people will still be in yeah, control. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, that's 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 what um that's why I think happened back then also um. Uh, one interesting thing that they did was uh, allowing opium and uh, prostitution back then. Right. Yeah. So um, there was there was a lot of um, a lot of girls brought in from China and Japan actually. Right. Um, okay. I'm I'm not sure whether you you've you've, you've read about it, but um, I I know about the, the opium and the lasting social legacy mm-hmm. of you know yeah. the opium crisis. I I don't know if that's what it is. Um, having said this about about prostitution, I'm guessing that is a thing that happens in any port city. You know, is that, yeah, um, <laughs> you yeah, have like was, thirsty sailors all the time. Ex- so. Yeah, but um, it, uh, it was it was not just just for them, but also for um, um, for the locals, right? And I'm so no, sorry, yeah, notably that sultan that you were talking about in the last yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, <laughs> he had yeah, that side. <laughs> There was there was a lot of um, a lot of girls brought in from especially from China and Japan, um, um, especially where um, Bugis Junction is right now. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm sure you're familiar with that. Yeah. That whole area used to be like the bottle red light district. Right. Kind of thing. So um, yeah, it's it's um, it's a very interesting history uh, Bugis has had um, over the past you know 200 years, especially. Okay. And now it's just been, it's now just a shopping mall. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. I mean, walking around, I mean, those places used to be where, um, yeah. Yeah. There was, um, 
I remember seeing this uh, blog or, uh, you know, something on the internet where, you know, a photographer put up his, you know, archive of photographs. Oh, yeah. And it, it shows, like, you know, Singapore in the 70s and 80s. And even as recent as then, um, you know, he, he takes pictures, of, he took pictures of, you know, Boogies or what was mm-hmm. going on at the time. And apparently there used to be this place where um, transvestite hookers yeah. would... Um, you know, shove a cloth up their ass and set it on fire and dance on top of some podium or something. Yes. And that was apparently the highlight. It was a wild, it was a wild time. Uh, there, there was even a movie about Boogie Street, I think. Okay. Yeah, so um, I, I, I'm not sure whether you can find it in Singapore anymore. But yeah, it was it was famous for um, that kind of uh, debauchery. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So it's just, there's a lot of, a lot of like, um, um, yeah, I really like these clicks. Um, Transvestites, but I mean, these kind of things. I I, I wouldn't say they are um, alien concept to to the, to the locals, especially. Right. Um, I think I think even the Malays had like the quite a quite a few words to describe um, the different kinds of transgenders. Right. So right. I, I I can't recall them at at the moment, but I I, I think the Bugis had like five different genders. Okay. Um, five different words for different genders. So yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's not something that's alien to Asians. Right. So yeah, I mean, um, this this kind of things happened back then. Now people are trying to like you know, skirt around the issue, but you know, it's it's there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's. Uh, I mean, there are similar conversations that happen yeah. where I come from too. It's interesting that you mentioned this um, because um, so there is a common belief in India that um, the the sexual repression mm-hmm. that you know we Indians are quite known for mm-hmm. <laughs> right now is uh, often attributed to um, the the Victorian values that are imposed on us by the colonialists. <laughs> now, whether that's true or not is up for question. Uh, but, uh, you know, there's, there's a common narrative. There's a lot of people believe that, you know, because the, the argument that's often put out there is that, hey, guys, we, we wrote the Kama Sutra. Like, how do we go from there <laughs> yeah, to here? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right? Which, in my opinion, is a very simplistic yeah, <laughs> idea. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but that's yeah, a common I mean, thing. So I'm assuming, you know, was that something that probably also happened in Singapore too? I th- yeah, I, I think it might be. I mean, there, there are some, some values that um, that were absorbed um, for the years from, from the West to, to kind of think that, no, this is this is not right or yeah. whatever. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I believe it might have um, some... Um, it, it, it might be guilty of some, of okay. some of this um, mindset that we had. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it's, uh, <laughs> I've been trying to like, you know, find some more you know, well-established articles that probably mm. delve into this and yeah. analyze it deeper. But most of it is just angsty blogs oh. talking about oh. it. So, yeah, that's why I'm quite hesitant when I talk about this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. yeah. It's good to... Good, yeah, I mean, it's a good um, um, subject matter to actually look into. Mm. Yeah. Love to, and you know, when especially when it comes to Boogies, um, you know, I do recall. So there was a movie called Saint Jack. Yeah. Right. So it was banned in Singapore for the longest time, and I was like, hey, "What's the deal with the ban?" And they lifted the ban in two thousand seven or something, so you can still get it now. Um, but so I started reading about, it and I started like understanding the reasons for the ban. So this is based off of a book uh, by a guy. I forget his name. Uh, so Jack Thoreau, yeah, Paul Thoreau or something. Okay. So he wrote a book called Saint Jack, which is about this American dude who becomes a pimp in Singapore, and this is in the 1960s and 70s, right? And then you know Hollywood picked it up, and then they wanted to make a movie about it, and but they kind of knew that this thing wouldn't fly in Singapore because they wanted to shoot in location. So apparently, what they did was that they created a fake script, <laughs> <laughs> like you know, submitted it to the authorities or something oh, like that. Yeah. They were like, okay, that's awesome. <laughs> so the authorities like gave them a green signal, gave them all the tax rebates and all that <laughs> shit, you know, for this script. They uh, filmed the movie. On location, on, on location. On yeah. location. So this is the interesting <laughs> part, right? So the movie actually has like scenes of Singapore from back in the day, uh-huh, right? Uh-huh. So they had like a cap, is it Capital Theater or something or Great World City? I yeah. don't know which one. But it's like old buildings and, you know, uh, all that happens. And then when the movie comes out, like the authorities find out that, oh, fuck, it's about St. Jack. <laughs> <laughs> so they're like, damn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> It's, it's yeah, it's, it's it's quite awesome what they did. Um, you know, just just to subvert what whatever that's happening here. I I mean, Singapore is just a small market. I mean, anyway, so wouldn't care. Yeah, that's the thing. And, and I think, uh, yeah. and to be fair, I think the author and the filmmakers also, you know, got a lot of mileage from that thing alone. So yeah. this band may have just been okay. You know, it's what? a Tyson effect. Yeah, yeah. essentially, yes. <laughs> so it's like the authorities probably like, hey guys, you know, we don't want this kind of book. Or in a movie being sold here, just let us be. 
And then Hollywood goes, oh my gosh, we were bad. They <laughs> <laughs> wore it like a badge of honor, basically, yeah. Right? So they got a lot of mileage out of it. So it's quite, it's quite a lot of sensations. But, you uh, get to watch a movie? Sorry? You get to watch a movie? Uh, bits of it. So I read the book. Mm-hmm. The book is, uh, is, I'm not a big fan of it, to be honest, but I kind of like it simply because when I read like a location that I, I know, I'm like, hey! Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> that was the only enjoyment I derived from it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think it'd be amazing to actually get to see the movie. Um, I mean, it's, it's like a time capsule of what Singapore used to be. So that that is uh, something that would really interest me just to see what things look like back then. Because, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, especially in areas, that kind of areas yeah. where um, there, there are not many records because of obvious reasons. Yeah. Um, you know, speaking of time capsule, this is something that you can probably get to see, you know, if you're traveling on uh-huh. Singapore Airlines anytime soon. There is an Indian movie, uh-huh. a Hindi movie that was made, uh, it is called Singapore. Oh, the name is called Singapore. So the story is about this, you know, actor or this guy and he has to, you know, take care of some business. There's like a murder in Singapore, so you have to go all the way to Singapore and he goes around and it's all that. He's like, you know, that's two girls. It's, it's crazy, right? Here's my favorite part. Uh, this movie is set in 1960. Oh. You know? On, on location in on Singapore. Location. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, this is a free independent Singapore. Oh, that is awesome. On video. It's black and white. But, uh-huh, uh-huh. So, and it's available on the entertainment system in Singapore Airlines. Oh, that is so, awesome. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to watch that soon. Yeah. <laughs> Check it out. So, um, is Singapore as in S-I-N-G-A-P-U-R-E? Yeah. So it's like there's a song, you know, <laughs> where they talk about hey Singapore is where all the girls are at. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> so, oh, that is amazing. Yeah. I would love to see that. <laughs> okay, fair warning. This is a Bollywood movie, okay. and the Bollywood movie in the 1950s and 60s were quite similar to Bollywood movies right now. It doesn't it's escape like, from the whole. Um, it's like five hours long. Oh, it's like song my. and dance. There's like a lot of melodrama. <laughs> <laughs> they probably won't they probably exaggerated the whole thing about you know dancing girls and all that but you know it's yeah, it's interesting yeah, it, at least in seeing what's going yeah, on over I there. mean I mean being shot on location is something that's, yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that's interesting I mean a lot of movies especially Malay movies back then um, shot in studios so I mean mm. you don't really get to see a lot of um, uh, what Singapore or Malaysia was like um, yeah but wasn't Singapore the center of uh, Malay movies like Pierre yes. Lee, for yeah, example. Yeah, yeah. There was there was um, um there was a movie studio back in Jalan Ampas uh, in Singapore. Okay. Um, not only that, but there was um yeah recently I I, I, I wrote about this um in in Reddit. Uh, I'm sure by saying this, I am I'm probably outing myself. <laughs> <laughs> I, I might cut that out. I might not. Let's see. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, but um, um there was there was this area called Chris Estate. Where okay. there was there was a lot of um, um, uh, studios. Uh, actually, actually, there was um, there was a Chris studio. Um, then they merged with Cathay, then came Cathay Chris um, studio. Okay. Um, there was a lot of movies that were churned out back then in that studio. Uh, Malay movies, a lot of them were classics. And right now, if you go there, there's uh, there's a lot of um, roads that actually have the names uh, named after uh, classic movies, uh, classic Malay movies of the time. So really? there's, there's like Jalan Dundang Sayang, which is like um, Dundang Sayang is like a Malay um, folk song singing kind of poem kind of thing. Right. So Jalan Dundang Sayang, there's um, uh, um, yeah, I, I can't remember the others. There's there's um, um, Putri something. Okay. Uh, also named after one of the characters in a very famous movie. So yeah, that that whole area is like a. You know, it's it's the names are, are are being kept to remind us of what the place used to be. Wow! So it's it's it's, uh, it's it's pretty interesting to actually go back there and see. Hey, this 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 place is uh, used to be a movie studio. Where is this area? This again, is the um, location? near. Um, I would say it's along East Coast. Uh, okay. East Coast, uh, East Coast. No, hang on. Um, I, th- I think it's near Siglap area. Okay. Yeah, okay. It's, it's somewhere around there, near where the the, the, the sea used to be. Um, so, is there any sort of memorial there? I mean, P. Yeah. Ramli was a big deal. I don't, so. I don't think. I don't think there was a memorial there. I don't. I don't think that I. I can't. I, I can't seem to see or find uh, any memorials in Jalan Ampas anyway. Um, right. So I'm, I'm I'm not sure. I I, I need to go there and check. <laughs> okay. So but for it's... um for the Chris Estate, there's no um. There's no memorial. Um, it's it's basically 
public uh, I mean, it's just public housing. It's a uh, private. Uh, it's not public housing. It's private housing now. Okay. It's just um, houses, uh, people's houses. Oh, so, and, yeah. so it's only the road names that remain. Yeah, the road names. Wow. Remain, so it's pretty interesting. Yeah. You know. Side note, where can I get to watch these Malay movies? Now, honestly, I've seen clips of it uh, because a lot of my Malay friends you know, share it as uh-huh, memes uh-huh. on Facebook. Uh-huh. So sometimes you see that. There was this very famous one, a, a viral one, where it's like, uh, it, it was like an old P. Ramdi movie, but the faces were replaced with uh, the animojis from the iPhone. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> that's really funny. Um, yeah, if, if you want P. Ramdi movies, you probably can find it on YouTube. Okay. Um, but for other less... Um, Less popular movies. Uh, when I say less popular, it's not uh, not Piramli. Piramli is like um, super super popular. That right. you, know, you can find it on YouTube. Other than that, I think you should be able to find it at like libraries. Um, okay. Okay. National okay. Library. I think you should be able to find them. I keep forgetting that you can get DVDs from libraries. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> but there are, there are challenges. Though. Number one, you have to go to library. Number two. Uh, I don't know anyone who owns a DVD reader. <laughs> you, you, can actually watch it, you can actually watch it in the library. Oh, okay. They have, um, they have um, stations there where you can, um, really? can, can watch. Um, yeah, interestingly, um, Esplanade uh, Library, you can actually rent out a room to watch. It's, it's like your own movie theater, basically. So, yeah. It's really You're giving yeah. ideas here. <laughs> and not about watching movies. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, you have that. You have, you have a lot of... Um, yeah, quite, a, quite a few libraries now have audiovisual um, okay. materials. So, you can, you can check that out. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay. I definitely yeah, I mean, want to have if, a go if, if, if you've not been to um, the library at... Um, our Temnis Hub. Have you been there? No. There's there's a huge library, quite a few store, uh, quite a few floors, um, and um, yeah, they they have a lot of audio visual uh, material also. This is this is not the one at Bugis, right? No, this is this Temnis, Temnis Hub. Yeah. Okay. Our right, Temnis right. Hub. In Bugis, it's huge, right. uh, but um, I I think a lot of it is like for like uh, reference material. Right. Yeah. Okay. Huh. So yeah, it's pretty interesting. Um, yeah. I, oh, check it out. I remember that, you know, I got myself a library card, you know, I think within two or three months of Being first moving, moving to Singapore, right? And uh, then, you know, you have this library card and, you know, I think as a foreigner, I had to pay like $50 uh-huh. or something. Yeah. Uh, but it's still a great deal because then you can, do, you know, you can take eight books at a time. But as with every membership, you know, yeah, you just taste. Yeah. Or no, it's oh, just, no, you just have the best of intentions, and then you end up never going there. <laughs> so after two years, I was like, yeah, you know, there's no point. Oh no. <laughs> so, but I think I should go back and check yeah, it out again. I know worth, it's a treasure trove of information. It's worth checking out. Um, yeah. Especially the National Library, if you if you want to look at like Southeast Asian um, uh, books or material, um, there's there's like a whole floor of it. I'm not sure what it is at. Seventh or ninth floor or eleventh floor somewhere somewhere thereabouts. Uh, you can just enter and uh, there's there's a lot of stuff for you to check it out. Okay, okay. Yeah. I mean, when it comes to watching those movies, I'd love to watch them. I'm guessing subtitles are there. Just out of yeah, I think I think they're there. I think there's subtitles. Okay, okay. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> just you know, just to be um, sure. Yeah. Um, Malay movies, I think language is is a is a big thing. I'm not sure whether the subtitles uh, are are really um, give you like the whole um, like impact of whatever that they're saying. But um, I I think it's suffice. Yeah, it's a start. Yeah, it's, start. it's a start. Yeah. Uh, you know, since so like it was only quite recently, you know, that I've learned that you know the, Singapore was quite the movie making center. Yeah. And uh, that kind of went down, I guess, but. Is there is that trend of movie making still happening? Um, no, I think I think I think the movie making um, industry died down late nineteen sixties. I think I I think it followed the trend of like you know Singapore getting independent from Malaysia. Yeah. So um, market itself shrinks so much. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, and 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 it it, it really died down. Um, Malaysia now uh, still pumps out a lot of movies. Right. Singapore, totally, especially Malay movies, totally died down. Okay. Yeah. That, that actually makes sense from a market perspective because mm. like, even right now in an island with only 5.5 million people, I think a lot of um, you know, authors, movie mm. makers 
have to deal with something that's only yeah, that many yeah, people, exactly. right? Okay. Whereas, like uh, a movie that's you know released in India, for example, you know, you're guaranteed on a bad day at least fifty million. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> That's yeah, uh yeah it puts that it's pretty, kind of number it's, it's, in yeah. perspective okay okay yeah. I mean it, that's that's kind of um partly the reason why uh, arts in Singapore is a little bit difficult to um uh, spout wings um I mean if you want I mean the way I see it like there's there's two ways of dealing with art right one is to use it as a means of expression mm-hmm. and the other is to do it enough to sustain a livelihood right. Um, the second part, I think, is a limitation in it is, Singapore. It is really difficult. Yeah. Yeah. So, thankfully, with, with the internet and all that, um, creating art and expressing oneself or expressing one's ideas have become significantly easier. Mm-hmm. So you can see um, that changing. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, yeah. becoming a lot more. Um, what's the word? Spreading out a lot more. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, yeah. yeah it's, it's more exciting for, for us to see, definitely, yeah. to see um, more locals um, finding their voice and, um, you know, uh, finding finding fame overseas, uh, yeah. especially. Yeah. Um, uh, nowadays, we have, um, I mean, we used to have like Aaron Aziz going to Malaysia and you know, making a name for himself. Now we have um, like Faka Fast going to oh, yeah. the US. Yeah. And, yeah. and, you know, it's, it's pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome to see um, our brand of humor. Being oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty, yeah, it's amazing. I, I saw this little uh, clip on, on Facebook uh, that he or someone else shared, I guess, where he's talking about, you know, like, you know, Malay, what's that? Yeah, well, that is actually pretty good. Yeah, and it's, it's really good. In fact, I think a lot of Singaporean comedians are, you know, making quite a name for themselves overseas. So there's Jinx Yeo, uh, this Chinese yeah, yeah, yeah. So he went viral because of this one clip about um, colonialism. colonialism <laughs> yeah. You know, so it's like, you just watch it if you have the chance. It's actually pretty funny. Um, so now, ever since then, every comedy show that he goes to, it's always like, um, Jinx Yeo. The Asian nerd who talks about colonialism. Then there's oh, also yeah. this Singapore and Indian comedian, Rishi uh-huh. Bujani. Okay. Um, so he's quite known in the Southeast Asian circles because he goes to Malaysia, Indonesia, okay, and he does okay. comedy yeah. go there. So it's like, and Australia, of course, yeah. So, you know, that's that's growing quite yeah, a bit. Yeah, I, I think it's great, especially with, with um, you know, um, YouTube and, yeah. and whatever video streaming services that you have. Um, really reach a really wide audience yeah. um, with very uh, minimal setup needed yeah. you, you, you just have to have I mean I mean it's, it's, it's not putting it easy like I mean it's, it's, it's definitely not easy to get to where I you mean, are it's but like the, the hoops that somebody yeah, has to jump exactly. to, to be known few hoops correct yeah. yeah although like even in the film space uh, for example so uh, a couple of years ago we went to see uh, The Apprentice okay it is a fantastic movie. Um, so it's about this guy who becomes an apprentice to a hangman. Oh yes, you know? yes, that one. And it gets really intense, you know. Oh, so, okay. so there are some. So we went to watch it in the projector, and um, I don't know if there was something wrong with subtitles or something like that. So like, it's, it's spoken with a mix of you know English and Malay. So you know there are some parts that I couldn't really get. Oh no! But okay. uh, it was really fantastic, very intense. It got like multiple awards overseas. I, I missed that one. Yeah. I, I wanted to watch it, but yeah. I somehow I missed it. Uh, there is one, another one that actually got a lot of accolades. Uh, Ilo Ilo, not Ilo Ilo. This one is a land imagined uh, uh, that oh. came out this year, okay. and uh, you know it came to the projector again. So we're like, let's check out the deal. <laughs> So we start watching it and it's like, okay, no spoilers, but it's about, you know, so there's a construction worker from China who disappeared mm-hmm. in, uh, you know, one of the construction sites. Mm-hmm. So police officer, a Singaporean police officer comes to, you know, investigate, find out what the deal is. And then it's like, uh, you know, the Singaporean officer is finally seeing what it's like to live life as a construction worker. Mm-hmm. And, and, but then it gets quite uh, interesting, like, uh, it's, uh, for the lack of a better word, kind of bizarre. <laughs> so, like, we went out of the movie like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> so, uh, but apparently, it's uh, it's quite, it was very well received among the uh, art house circles. So, okay, okay. So a lot of people compared it to, it's like the, the Singaporean David Lynch, who's oh. known for bizarre movies. Yeah, and yeah, shit yeah. Like so I'm like, okay, so definitely not my kind of thing. But it's interesting to see that, you know, that's that's growing it's a lot. growing more. up, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, and... and I mean, at least for me, um, like, um, 
YouTube, for example, is a great channel. And mm-hmm. although I'm, I'm not a big fan of the major YouTubers. Yeah. Um, well, it's not necessarily a Singaporean thing. It's just like any of the top YouTubers in any country uh, are garbage. Lowest denominator. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, um, yeah. So it's like, you know, three <laughs> things that you got to do if you're a student. Some uh, shit and like in India, we have like similar you know, YouTubers. It's just the worst. And they use the same fucking tactics. They use all the keywords that make the most money. Um, and screenshots uh, that, you know, yeah. show, show yeah, the goods. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, pretty much. You know, it's like, you know, tits everywhere. That's just yeah. that's how it is. And I'm like, okay, yeah, this, this sucks. Yeah, so. <laughs> I, yeah I, I skip those. I, I, yeah. But, um, yeah, but, but there are some gems definitely yeah. coming out. Um, I'm, I'm not sure whether you saw Shirkers. Um, uh, haven't yet. Haven't yet. Uh. Yeah, I want to. I want to. Like, it's interesting because at least from what I was reading about it, it's not just a movie. It's a movie about a the movie. movie. Yeah, right? it's okay. bizarre. It's kind of bizarre also, but it's 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 got its charm. Okay. Um, there's, okay. there's a lot of um, footage of um, uh, Singapore from I think 1980s. Okay. So yeah, it's 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 interesting. Um. Uh, there, there are like twists and turns in the movie, but um, okay. it's it 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 kind of like is a bit slow but bizarre enough to just keep you glued watching it. It's like okay, <laughs> okay, okay. Maybe we should check it out because I know I didn't out, see yeah. it. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Ah, okay. Like, does it take you back to what it was like? And um, I mean, nineteen eighties would probably go too far. It's not. It's not too far. It's not too far back. But um, what what was happening back then? Because this. Uh, it's, it's a film by this girl who was like you know he, she, she just loves making film and right. um, artsy stuff and, and he basically she met a guy who kind of like you know, took her under under his wing she, he said that he's a filmmaker but okay. you know, back then you know, it's very difficult to kind of um, verify these kind of things right so um, yeah uh, it's, it's kind of mysterious what happened to this guy what happened to the footage of the film kind of thing and um, yeah, that's that's basically what the movie is about. And um, this this uh, this girl tries to like face whatever that happened. Okay, yeah, okay, it's, it's, it's definitely worth watch. I think <laughs> I will check it out. Yeah. I definitely should. You know, it's uh, uh, I have had the conversation with some people where it's like uh, somebody feels that there are no movies in Singapore simply because. Uh, they haven't seen any. They haven't read about yeah, any, yeah, yeah. and they're too busy like watching movies from their hometown. You know? <laughs> <laughs> <So they're> like, <laughs> and what makes you say with such authority that there are no movies yeah, in Singapore? Yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think you'll need to seek them out yeah. if you want to watch it. You have to see. I, I mean, it's it's great that we have the projector to like kind yeah. of like bring up all these um, local movies. I think I watched. Um, there are a couple of local movies that I watched, like Ilo Ilo. Okay, um, I haven't seen that one. I should. Ilo Ilo is pretty good. Um, I think I think won and won at cons or something. Uh, okay. I can't I can't remember whether they actually won or they, they were nominated for that. Um, there was also one Unlucky Plaza. Oh, okay. Have, have you watched that? No, it's, no, it's I haven't. Pretty interesting. I, haven't it's about, um, uh, I I I I kind of vaguely remember the movie. Um, uh, it's, uh, it's it's pretty weird. <laughs> it was it was about this guy who had a store in. Um, Lucky Plaza. Okay. And um, yeah, basically shit goes down. Uh, okay. Guns involved kind of thing. So wow. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> so yeah, action it's, movie. That's kind of in, it, it's it, not exactly action, but you know, it, it, it kind of um, tapers to a point where you know there's there's guns involved. Okay. So Interesting. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. I should check it out. I'm, yeah. I'm hoping Lucky Plaza is pretty cool. Yeah. So I'm hoping that these movies are also available in the uh, library. I, I, I definitely hope so. Uh, speaking of which, I'm not sure if you've watched Seven. I, I mean, we are totally de- dis- uh, detracted from yeah, what that's, we initially talked about. The, that's but, the nature of the yeah, medium. But so. Seven Letters, if you've not watched it yet, you have to watch it. It's it's really good um, Singaporean filmmaking. Um, seven Letters basically is like seven love letters from seven different directors of Singapore. Okay. So each one would have like a few minutes of um, storytelling. They tell a story about like you know filmmaking or whatever. So it's 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 amazing to see the different styles of um, different famous Singapore directors. Okay. Yeah, I, I think there's like Royce Nintan. There is um, I'm, I I I think Jack Neo is also in it. Right. Um. Yeah, it's definitely worth a watch. I I think some of them are pretty um, really 
Dark's your heartstrings. It's pretty good. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, um, I, I'm sure you can find it in like Kinokunya or something, but um, they, I, I saw that they were selling the box set for like super expensive. Okay. I'm not sure whether you can find it cheaper anywhere else, but you should definitely look out for Seven Letters. Okay. Yeah. Um, that said, uh, are these kind of movies available in the library? I mean... I, I, just, I, I, I'm not sure because, I, I mean, for the Seven Letters one, it, they, they, they were selling it uh, in stores. So, I mean, they were selling it for like pretty expensive. I'm, yeah, I'm not sure whether you, you can find it, but it's, it's worth a shot. I mean, you can try okay. check it out. Probably check it out after this. <laughs> yeah, because that's what I'm going to do, right? Because like, yeah. it's, it's not so easy to generally get movies online, but, mm-hmm. you know, when it comes to uh, local movies, I'm, you know, it's, it's even it's, more difficult. It's hard. It's more, yeah. So, and I don't have too much of a budget to go around and buy everything <laughs> yeah. off, you know, but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. expensive, like, holy yeah, yeah. shit. <laughs> but, but, yeah, that's... Yeah, I mean, if, if you are lucky enough, um, some festivals might um, air seven letters. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I I think I watched I watched it once in uh, in the lawn of um, National Museum. They, okay. they they were airing seven letters for some reason. I'm not sure, but yeah. I mean, it's uh, definitely something to look out for if, if they are airing it. Otherwise, I think maybe check the libraries. Okay. Uh, okay. Stores. Yeah. There was one thing one time where um, we got to see a bunch an anthology of horror films. Mm. Um, that was being screened um, during Halloween or something. So it was a, the art station, Timber substation. Um, uh, substation. Substation, yes. Substation, yeah. Right? So they had this thing where they were playing this and all that, and they were like, in light of, you know, the uh, Halloween. So it was like a bunch of Singaporean filmmakers mm-hmm. who did like, you know, short skits and horror and all that. Uh-huh. Some were like really, really fucking think, scary. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's something that's, um, yeah, people who say that Singapore don't have talent uh, I, I mean doing doing this kind of filmmaking I think they are really mistaken because yes. I, I think we have a lot of talent um, I mean we have a lot of restrictions uh, but we I mean the filmmakers were able to um, get around these restrictions um, get around the limitations of yeah. budget and, uh, and the sort it's, it's pretty um, amazing to see there um, are a lot of artists who subscribe to the school school of thought that you know creativity comes with constraint yeah yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so i matter it depends in context <laughs> for sure um but i guess the what i feel is that you know the marketing machine is not mm. big enough yeah for these kind of artists to yeah, you know, yeah. be known outside it, yeah. of yeah, that's the thing so it's, it's, like, tough. it's tough it's, if, if you're not media corp then it's tough yeah. <laughs> and it's also hard i mean it does not just media corp but like mm. you know when you're trying to market your indie horror movie uh, at a time when, you know, Avengers marketing mm-hmm. machine is in full swing, mm-hmm. like, those guys just go all yeah, out, so yeah. I don't think you can beat the Hollywood <laughs> marketing machine, and that kind of sucks, and you, you, I, I see that everywhere, so it's like the average viewer in Singapore otherwise just sees more of Marvel than they would see of yeah, anything yeah, else, yeah. so... Which is why I like I kind of like it when there's the, the go local movements, mm-hmm. which is pretty great. I remember in my uh, in my state in India in Kerala, um, it was a big problem not just from Hollywood. Like you know, there's so much marketing from Hollywood, like it's everything. They were sponsoring everything, so of course we're gonna you know talk yeah. about their movie, right? Um, and you know you know that Bollywood is really big in India, right? Mm-hmm. So the the dominant language in Bollywood is Hindi, mm-hmm. and uh, in Kerala we speak Malayalam, right? Okay. And so there's generally a feeling that, you know, Bollywood is taking over our filmmaking, <laughs> like to the point where um, local filmmakers are understanding that, hey, the average Malayali likes to watch Bollywood movies. So the way that Malayalis have started making their own movies is starting to copy like elements from the Bollywood. Styles, yeah. yeah, exactly. So, yeah. you know, so we're seeing this in both fronts. You know, on the one hand, you have the onslaught of Bollywood, on the other, you have the onslaught of Hollywood. And then it's like, what about our scene, man? <laughs> you know? Um, and there's a lot of struggle that goes on over there. So yeah, I, yeah, I, I think this happens everywhere. I mean, yeah. Singapore especially also. Um, yeah, it's it's, it's a, basically a culture war. Yeah. Um, how how do you enjoy other people's um, work without you know um, uh, like abandoning your own? Yeah. So it's 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 a struggle. It's it's very difficult. But um, I think. Now more than ever, um, we are getting a voice of our own, yep. and that's something that um, that's optimistic and uh, something I think we should hold on to. I mean, um, for sure, we should we should definitely um, 
I, I, I think there are, there are recently a lot more movements of like, you know, trying to uh, reflect towards what, uh, what we are as Singaporeans yeah. and um, try to embrace it. So that's, that's exciting. But I mean, in terms of culture, it, it, it's, it's not something that's um, stagnant. It's, it's not something that's, you know, set in stone. It, it'll always be like that. I think it's always evolving. Yeah. So, um, yeah, while, while we can um, try to hold on to whatever that we were in the past, it's also going to be interesting to see or uh, try to predict what we're going to be in the future. So that's... <laughs> for sure, for sure. Yes, and for, it's going to be interesting yeah. to see, yeah. And for this, I will say, God bless the internet. If it weren't for that, I, I swear, like, yeah. you know, the culture war would have been very different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the ability to have, like, voices come together and say, that, hey, you know, we actually have this thing going on. Yeah, that yeah, actually yeah. has changed a lot of things. I mean, there's a lot of stupid things that happen on the internet, but uh, <laughs> this uh-huh. is one of the better ones. <laughs> 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 yeah. um, just a quick note uh, like right now there's also a buy singlet campaign going on uh-huh. so it's like uh, if you go to the Times bookstore for example uh-huh. uh, you can get 20% off if it's by local author oh so oh, that's cool. yeah so quite recently uh, Times bookstore Times bookstore uh, we went to one of Plaza Singh but it's like part of the hashtag buy singlet campaign uh-huh. so I'm assuming it's going to be in other ones also so like I was buying some books as a prize for a, a game that we were doing uh-huh. Oh, I guess I might as well tell you this. this is an interesting one. <laughs> um, so a couple of weeks ago, um, so there's two friends of mine who love doing adventure games. Okay. You know, so it's like, you know, amazing race, right? Where you play, um, you know, you just find clues yeah, and then go yeah, around yeah. the places and find that, right? So there's two friends who love doing it. And so quite recently, uh, you know, they were like, hey, you know, we want to do this amazing race game, but we want to like build a story around it. So then, you know, we're just talking. So they wrote me in. And we're just talking, just random conversations over beer. And then we're like, hey, man, let's make it about... Uh, so the point of the um, game was that we wanted the people and our extended friend circle to know more about Singapore than, you know, the average, tired, washed-out narrative, right? So we were looking at places that just seemed... Um, you know, it's not significant, significant, or, but not talked about a lot. Okay. For example, there's like the the fort in Katong Park, oh, in the middle of Katong yeah, Park, yeah, is yeah, a yeah, thing, yeah, right? Yeah. Nobody knows about it, but it's like an interesting thing because yeah. it's like right in the middle of the park, right? <laughs> so we talk about this, right? So we try to we wanted to build a story around it. like why would a bunch of these guys go around Singapore to find these places, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. So we were like, hey man, let's let's make a story about, and then it ended up being, you know, Sangnila Uttama, um, you know was sucked into a time portal and then and <laughs> it came out in, there in, in 2019 <laughs> and so we built this whole story around it like oh. uh, a bunch of guys in, in Singapore in the 33rd century built like a quantum teleportation device something went wrong the time portal opened up in 1299 something was sucked in and went to 2019 and so we, we are time cops and we're supposed to go in there and take him back to his timeline okay. or else Singapore will not exist so, that is cool so, so, <laughs> It was really fun. So, um, how many beers in were you in? <laughs> <laughs> we're like, bro. <laughs> and um, so yeah, so like those guys were doing this and all that, and then we made like a comic about it, and then put that there. Cool, yeah. And so yeah, but, but it was really fun, and you know, yeah, we got yeah. people to go around and do that thing. I'll probably send you like uh, the the sheet of clues that we had. Oh, that is awesome. Um, but uh, but because that's so we wanted to give a gift uh, for the guy, the folks who won, and so. I was just going around Times Square and I found these, um, you know, graphic novels uh, by Cheese uh, Swain. I forget his name. But it's like, you know, a graphic novel. Um, and, uh, you know, while I was buying it, the bookstore guys, oh, you're buying local, 20% off. Oh. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> that's great. So then as part of it, I thought it was like 20% off for everything. But then I had another book, which is not a Singaporean book. Okay. And then he was like, yeah, no 20% for that. <laughs> it's just for so yeah, once again, I, yeah, I think that, that was what I wanted to say. 20% off for local um, books. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, 20% off, uh, the one that you bought, was it the, the Art of Charlie uh, I, I did buy that also. Okay. And I got 20% off for that also. But this other graphic novel was um, uh, Temburu. Temburu. It's a... Uh, it's a love story set in 19th century mm-hmm. Singapore. Like a prince fell in love with a commoner girl. And, uh, nice. you know, at the time that was not allowed. <laughs> and so they were ready to elope. But then that's when the British came in and just changed everything. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't have... Interesting yeah, premise, yeah. yeah. So they have that. It's actually pretty good. So check it out. Uh, I did buy The Art of Charlie Chan Chakai, but... Uh, 
didn't get around to reading it. Oh, um, you have to. Is yeah, it is. It is. It's pretty. Uh, you haven't even started it yet. Yeah, no, because yeah. like, I bought the book and it's like I didn't realize it was. It is that really big. thick. Yeah. It's thick, but it's uh, it's it's got so much um, so much soul in it. I think it's, right. it's it's really amazing to to, to see this kind of um, work being being published in Singapore. I think it's I, I think it's um, one of the more important and uh, easy to read. Um, yeah book about Singapore that, that you can find uh, nowadays yeah, yeah. and uh, I'm, I'm sure you've heard about uh, all, all about the book uh, yeah I mean the controversy especially yeah, the controversies, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was an interesting one yeah. um, although I did just do a brief look through and all that I, I really like the art and I've noticed that there's like different styles yeah, different styles yeah. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's pretty talented uh, he, okay. I, I think he uh, I'm not sure whether he drew for Marvel or DC one oh, of okay. so he's, he's a pretty prolific um Artist by any standard, uh, I, I think he's based in US. Or something. Okay. Okay. So, um, yeah, um, the art itself is amazing. Uh, the stories uh, in the book are also quite interesting. Okay. Um, it's 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 kind of like looking at um, the growth of Singapore in the eyes of um, a Singaporean living through that time. You know, right. as, as a Singaporean artist living through that times. How Singapore was changing. Where was his place in Singapore? Um, there, there, there were a lot of um, analogies. There, there was a bit of a story about like the the sunken jail, uh, the mouse deer. Oh, kind of right. Thing. Okay. Yeah, he okay. kind of put everything in, and it's 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 really well done. Um, you should definitely read it. <laughs> I will. I will. I definitely should. Like, uh, I was just browsing around and I saw that book. I'm like, oh, yeah. Okay. Have to, I have to yeah. check it out. Okay. Yeah. I will. I will. Um, I, I realized that I didn't know that he was not living in Singapore because he seemed quite quite uh, in tune with what's happening in Singapore in general because I started following him on Facebook and there's one picture that is very um, very popular of his quite recently and yeah like right after the select committee of deliberate online oh, yeah, falsehoods yeah, yeah. Um, he drew a caricature of uh, Minister <laughs> Shanmugam you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. and the dog yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that, that, that was ballsy that was ballsy I like that <laughs> So I was like, okay, so he knows what's up. Like, he knows what's going yeah, on yeah. and all that. So, yeah, I think we can just... Maybe we have one minute remaining. Oh, shit. Okay. So, yeah. in that case, we'll just uh, keep going. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, um, thank you, Hafiz, for coming down, for living up line today again. Yeah. Thank right. you for having me again. Yeah, uh, it's awesome. It's, it's, it's awesome. I mean, yeah, we uh, are... Yeah, there's always something to talk about. I mean, we totally derailed from our initial... Um, Intention of talking about Man, like that's, architecture. That's all good. At the end yeah. of the day, I think I have like a whole list of things that I need to do. There's a lot of homework. Yeah. I definitely want to watch all those movies, yeah, and I yeah. definitely want to take advantage of that, you know, personal cinema theater. Oh yeah, use yeah, it yeah, as yeah. my <laughs> library. Um, but okay, uh, you know, God, thank you, Hafiz. Um, guys, uh, thank you for listening to this episode. Um, you know, once again, follow us on Spotify, uh, iTunes, uh, YouTube. If you have a podcast app of your choice, we are most definitely on it. Um, Hafiz yeah. uh, thank you thank and you so much, uh, you know this is Rindo signing out and you are listening to Living It Up in Lion City peace out bye bye